Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Welcome to part two of our episode with Hellberg Barbecue. In this episode, we get more details on how the Hellbergs source their ingredients, including the use of the crops they're growing on their land and incorporating into their menu. We hope you enjoy the episode, and be sure to rate us and subscribe to the show on your preferred listening app so that you get new episodes as soon as they're posted. Thank you for listening, and here's part two. Well, I mean, when we first named the company, it's Hellberg Ranch, and that's what we still are technically. It's Hellberg Ranch Incorporated, and then our DBA is Hellberg Barbecue. Um, and we named it Hellberg Ranch with the intent of moving out to Texas and living on a ranch. So this was like right after we got married. We started on our mini honeymoon we first took. Which was in Vegas. Which was in Vegas, actually. Um, Where'd we, you stay? <laughs> we ended up looking at properties like the second night there, like online. We were talking about whatever we were and all of a sudden started looking at properties in Seguin. Because we were looking at the San Antonio area first. And I kept nudging, like, I really want to move to Waco area. I really liked it. Still didn't budge. After a while, he finally did. And, I mean, so we're here now. It worked, I guess, my perseverance. <laughs> yeah. We, well, when I, when I brought her here and we had that first bite at John Miller, we, I took her all over Texas. I showed her everywhere. Um, and we, we spent a little bit of time in Waco. But it, it was just kind of, for me, it was just like, all right, yeah, we'll stop here. But, you know, we're going to hit. Now, you do know, when, as soon as John hears this episode, he's now going to take credit for you cooking barbecue. <laughs> oh, like, John Miller now I invented you. I didn't even think you. about that. <laughs> <laughs> John, be nice to these folks. They're nice people. <laughs> They're not making cheesy squash. It's okay. <laughs> But I am yeah. trying to figure out how to grow uh, pepper. So there's <laughs> <laughs> that is, that, they call that a callback in the industry to our John Miller episode. <laughs> Seriously, though, I listened to that episode while I was driving home after picking up my tiller that I had just bought to go till up our garden that day. That's oh, when wow. I listened to that episode, and I died laughing. I was, like, coming into our property over the cattle guard when he said that, and I just lost it. I was laughing so hard. Uh yeah, so, I mean, we it really started as a, a she had just, we had, we had just gotten married, and she had left her job in PR, um, which is a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode, too, but, uh... Tales from bad jobs. Yeah, seriously. Uh, and, um, and I told her, because she was, she was, um... She was a wedding coordinator for the longest time. She did like videography, photography, coordinating, all that stuff for weddings all since high school. And um, I was like, you know, you should go back to doing that, like freelance, do it yourself. I really was trying to encourage her to get out on her own and do something like that because she was really great at it, you know. And, um, and then at kind of at the same time, I was starting to get more serious in cooking barbecue. And, and that was kind of around the same time, too, that we were starting to get really good feedback on it. And we got invited out to to serve barbecue at her hairdresser's roller derby game <laughs> or bout as they call it mm-hmm. um and so it kind of meshed together and we were like well let's do like a catering you know coordinating company together um and so it was we didn't do a lot of you know wedding coordinating or, or anything like everyone that everyone liked the barbecue yeah, we did a lot of yeah we just cooked a lot of barbecue we did a lot of catering um and some public events and stuff like that um but but from that time it was uh right after we got married we were we were we had our eyes set back on texas because i was i was fed up pretty much um and i i just missed home so much and and um 
just wanted to be here and let like all my family's here close you know for the most part and um and it's we belong here for sure so uh but but i did do some research on on waco and particularly why we why we ended up settling on here is because we knew we wanted to, to do barbecue but we were tossing around a couple different locations that were that were saturated around the austin area um but then we looked at waco and we we're like this is this is a great opportunity and once i found out kind of how small business friendly it is here and how mom and pop shop family you know uh friendly it is here and how family friendly it is like just it's a great place to just family oriented yeah it's a great place to be a young entrepreneur and to 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 plant your roots and and uh and start a family and stuff like that and those are all things that we want to do here so so was uh, around the start of 2018 that you guys moved or we moved february of this year of 2018 yeah okay. we in fact, the the deal to 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 actually like close on our property here didn't actually go through until the day we arrived here. We had left the day before, and it wasn't even a done deal yet. Um, packed up the pits, everything. Like every, right you know. before San Saba. Yeah, right That's when we when hit we San got the Saba. Call that we were funded. We're, we're like, yes, we have we're a like, home. Cool, because we'll be there in like three hours. So. <laughs> Driving there, so I'm glad I finally have the property. Yeah. yeah. And we still, though, when we got there, though, like, the lock was still on the gate, and it was pouring rain. It was, like, 30 degrees outside. And this is my parents', like, first experience of this place. (laughs) And it was miserable for everybody. We were so dumb. It's usually much nicer. Yeah. 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 And they've they've since been back and be like, okay, now I get it. But, yeah. And then our our buddy had to come, like, with some bolt cutters and help us get into the land and everything (laughs) like that. So it was memorable. But, But, yeah, we... We, we knew that this would this would be a great place to, um, for many reasons, to plant uh, another barbecue. There's a lot of potential in Waco. For sure. Waco's still behind in a lot of areas, like market for housing, barbecue especially. Um, it's an underserved community, I think. Yeah. Well, it's just beginning to kind of, I don't want to use the word flip, because no, of the, you're the people that are... You're starting to see some expansion in restaurants yeah. and things like that. I mean, obviously, I mean, Reed Guess is... You know, started in a truck and now he's transitioning to a brick and mortar yeah. uh, honky tonk kid is the same thing truck for a couple of years and now brick transitioning and brick and mortar as well so you're starting to see that the barbecue explosion that's been in austin and houston and other areas it's starting to migrate and you know its way to the smaller smaller towns not that wake was a small town but well, you know, not i think much. to a point also people are, are starting to get out of the big towns and right well, look yeah, for I mean, a place where they can live that's, that's not saturated with that's traffic one of things and that reed told us was you know, he works fine dining barbecue in Austin for years and when he decided to leave there he wanted to get out of Austin and start right. something somewhere else so I mean it makes sense you know to, it's, I think it's a smart business move to you know to live somewhere and work somewhere where you know there's a market for what you want to do I mean you may have to I mean there's customer education and things like that that we'll get into um, but but the market is there and and the opportunities are there yeah, we like to think so. <laughs> yeah, it's doing, it's, I think it's a... Uh... People have been really responsive. We've only been open for three weeks, and we've gotten great feedback. We've met a lot of great people through it, and people that have since then come back either every day or every week for us. Yeah, so. it's, been, it's been pretty cool so far. So let's, yeah. let's talk a little bit about your trailer, um, you know, hand-built, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tell us a little bit about that, and uh, and then we'll get into your property and kind of what you're doing as far as sure. um, your, your philosophy here. Yeah, so we've got, that's the Rally Master, as we call it. Um, 
And I was, strip, I was stripping paint off of it one day, and I found the original where it says Rally Master, and I was like, that's sweet! Yeah, it's a 1974 Mobile Scout. Nice. Found it on Craigslist. Uh, while we were in still California, well, we were still there, and um, and it was like, it was the right price. That was all that mattered, you know, because we just couldn't afford anything else. Um, and, uh, and we were here for the holidays this past year, yeah. or for this past Christmas, and while we were at Grandma's in Dallas, we were like, hey, Grandma, we need to go see this trailer. We'll be back in a couple hours. We drove out to Greenville and met this, this guy in a parking mm-hmm. lot in Walmart. <laughs> he showed us the trailer. That's how, that's how most great barbecue stories start. Right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, me not knowing anything about, like, trailers or... Construction. Or, like, yeah, structural <laughs> soundness. Uh, was like, sweet, this thing's going to be great. You know, it was a rat's nest. Sweet, it like, runs. Like, it, it can pull behind something and it works. Let's yeah. take it. Looks like it's got four walls and a... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it barely. <laughs> kind uh, of, yeah. And, and so we ended up buying it. It was, you know, all, all you know, by the grace of God, it fell together at the right time because this other dude from Arkansas was supposed to buy it and then he bailed, like, last minute. And then so priority went to us and we were like, do we do we follow through on it? And, and we decided to, to end up going for it because I had finally convinced her to do a trailer. It took a <laughs> long time to convince her to do a trailer. And, and maybe she was right. <laughs> but... But uh, we got it, and then we had to wait like another three months before we actually got it in our hands because he was doing some more work on it, um, which we then had to go behind and fix like every little thing that was done. So because that, Craigslist. Yes, uh, <laughs> Craigslist has been really great to us, and it, you know every now and then though it burns you. The yeah. the, the guy who built our pit out in California, um, we found him on Craigslist. Um, Harper Pitworks, shout out, and he's he's opening up a, a, a place out in Costa Mesa here nice. this year. Um, he he cooks really good barbecue. Yeah, and, and he it, builds. Is it a really 500 gallon or? What? It's a 575. All right. Yeah. Um, and it's an old one because uh, it's five sixteenths inch. Yeah, no, I've seen the pictures on Instagram. I've seen it's got a lot of character that you know that. that, that yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's great. We. That was a good Craigslist experience, and the guy that we hired was a good uh, Craigslist experience. But that the trailer was was not one. You win, you win some, you lose some. But I mean, now that we're done with everything for the most part, you know, it's worked out well. It, it has it has character. We'll see how long it lasts. We'll see how long it lasts us. But yeah, it looks great yeah. from the outside. Oh yeah, yeah. Some people think take it as like a, a, a slap in the face. It's Instagram ready, and you yeah. know, and like that's a term that some people are like, oh, don't call it Instagram ready. That's kitschy. No, like in today's world, that's important. Yeah, and that's something really we important. thought of. You know, you have to think about you have to you absolutely that have part to. of the market. I, I think it really ties into your your cooking philosophy and your your source your your food source philosophy as well. I mean, when you look at that versus something that's more sterile, brand new from the ground up, yeah, it, it doesn't have that same reflection of what you guys are doing. And we thought about that too. That was definitely went into that decision that you know we could have bought a brand new shiny box trailer and and you know pretty much ready to go no work needed to put into it and it probably would have cost us the same if not less than what this thing ended up costing us in the end um, between all the materials and the labor and the electrician to make sure we didn't burn the thing down (laughs) when we plug stuff in Um, but I wouldn't trade it you know I mean it's 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 really cool it looks cool it's it's old school you know Uh, it stands out so and, and it's already drawn people to it like 
this is a cool trailer. I wanted to come check it out and see what it was about. You know, we got in the, the Waco Tribune Herald the other day because the guy was driving down, the guy that works for the paper was driving down Austin Avenue and said he noticed the trailer. And so he gave me a call. Um, and he was like, well, do you drive up from Houston? Because of my phone number on there. <laughs> <laughs> that 713 number, which Andrew Andrew yeah, caught as well. Yeah, it's one person I know. So I was like, oh, that's a 713 number. Yeah. All right. The Houston roots are still there. Represent. Yep. So, uh, but we had a good friend of ours, a Baylor grad, um, do all the artwork on it. Well, a company, Due South, designed it, but he did the painting on it, and it was, it's awesome. He freehanded everything. No that's stencils. Awesome. No, it looks fantastic. Nothing. It's a great piece of marketing for your business, and like Brian alluded to, it fits with everything you guys are doing, which obviously uh, we know now because we've been following on Instagram for a long time. Tell us about Hellberg Ranch, what it's becoming for you guys, because you guys have become kind of an all-purpose barbecue joint at this point. It's with... a zoo. That's what it is. It's yeah. a crazy zoo. zoo Incorporated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, when we got out there, we just, we love the, the place that we live. We have a gorgeous piece of land um, that we were very, very fortunate, very blessed to, to get the opportunity to, to be on. And, um, and we have the space to be able to, to grow stuff, you know? And I mean, there, we don't have the money to be cattle ranchers, you know? Um, we lease part of our land to a cattle rancher that lives across the road from us. Great guy. Um, but it, you got to have some money to get into that business and and uh, i wanted to you know like that would have been cool but um you're still pretty young we yeah <laughs> we got saying. some time yeah. we got some time uh but you know rate like it would how cool would it be to to raise your own beef for your barbecue trailer but you know how many cows would that have to be it's ridiculous <laughs> you know the cows only got two briskets so we'd be making a ton of sausage uh so so we were like, well, what can we do? You know, what can we do with this with this awesome piece of land? And we're like, well, that grew up in a farmer's daughter. You know, her whole family has farmed forever. So um, let's let's like at least grow the stuff that we're gonna use for our coleslaw and our potato salad and pickles. And it just kind of we just kept coming up with more <laughs> things that we could grow. You know, and in the beginning it was just like a oh this will save us money type of thing which we quickly learned it really doesn't. Um, (laughs) So, so now it's because we can, Uh, because in the beginning I was like, oh sweet, like I won't have to buy produce. And then I go to the store and I'm like 43 cents a pound for cabbage. Why am I growing this stuff? Yeah. I'm like this, like all the love and like care that I have to put into growing my cabbage and I could just buy it at 43 cents a pound. (laughs) Like it's really not, it doesn't save you really any money. It's just more so. It's the satisfaction it's of the, knowing it that is you, the satisfaction. you grew that. And, and there is something to be said for when I'm out there, you know, or was. I finally got a drip system put in. But when I was out there early, early morning when the sun's coming up and you're just out there kind of with your stuff. And either whether it's, you know, pulling some weeds or watering or whatever, it's, it's peaceful, you know. And, and there is so much gratification that comes from watching something come from your hands like that. You know that you just can't replicate. Well, I, I think the the full circle is what's interesting, right? So you plant yeah. it, you grow it, you harvest it, and then you're chopping it, and then you're handing it to a customer. Mm-hmm. And so it, it it's a chain of custody that that's been your product from Start the birth to- of that product to selling it and handing it to a customer where they get to consume it. And that's yeah. you know it, it's interesting. I mean, not everybody has that luxury, but like you said, it's not it's not profitable necessarily, but 
it's something that ties into what your philosophy seems to be, yeah. which is which is knowing that you know um, you mainly raised meats and things like that. that you've you've talked about or an, antibiotic free, right? Yeah, that was a big thing for us. Is like meat without growth hormones or antibiotics, because I got to a certain point after after a while where I could taste the difference. You know, uh, between just a, a brisket from a regular packer that, you know, it might be plenty juicy and tender, but like there's just that beefy flavor kind of missing. You know, I can't and, smell it. And the, <laughs> and the, and the, I think I can. I don't know, but in the, in the fat too. The fat's the biggest part. You know, is is like like the when you when you have like an all natural uh, brisket, that fat's so buttery, man. Like I just, I don't know, I can't. I could never go back. And, and for listeners, I mean, that's that's not just from a, a select to a choice to a prime. It's the same grade, but across the different sources and the different ways the cattle are raised. And yeah. you're seeing more and more of that now. People are paying more money to get that product. Right. Well, people are more conscious about what they're putting in their bodies, and that's a good thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. We like the greasy burger that we don't really want to know where it came from. Yeah, we... Yes. <laughs> but... but it, it, there is something to be said for knowing where your food's coming from, whether that's a head of cabbage or a brisket. You know, I think that for the customer, and not every customer is going to care. So plenty won't, but yeah. there are, there's a growing there's a growing I won't say fan base, but growing faction of people that really do pay attention to those things. And we so, won't say Monsanto's the devil, but Monsanto's the devil. <laughs> but anyway, um, but you know, but but having that control over it, you know, and. Obviously, you can't do that with the meat, but you can you can select who you buy it from, right? Exactly. And, and make sure. And that's that's um, I, like I said, I see that more and more. And you know, I I don't know if I could tell the difference, but I can certainly tell the quality of the meat from people that are doing that. Yeah. Um, and and it could just be the pride and care that they're taking when they're cooking it. But yeah. to your point, I mean, you you feel very confident. I I think uh, Nicole and Will also uh, evan yeah. i mean there's a lot of people that, that yeah, are the, doing this i think a lot of the new wave of pitmaster and barbecue owner that's coming into this is is more conscious about those things and i think it makes for it makes for a really good experience for the diner i really do um but of course there's a premium with that you're going to pay for that the, on yeah. the, you know on your side buying the product and on on their side buying the, the cooked product because these things cost more money they're at a premium and that's you know there's just a certain price tag that has to come along with that yeah um, so, I mean, obviously you guys are brand new. The menu's still being tweaked, refined, revised as we go along. What's what, what's kind of the standard Hellberg barbecue menu right now, or some of the standards that are on it? Uh, brisket, spare ribs, uh, beef sausage, uh, which we do make, and um, pesto stuffed turkey, which is sort of a newer development over the last few weeks. Um, but it's it's there to stay for sure. The first week we sold turkey, we we like one person bought it because I pretty much forced him to. Um, and and then since then I was like I got because I had to buy a case. It was like forty pounds of turkey. So I'm like, what am I gonna do with all this turkey? <laughs> um, and the, it just so happened that like the the way that they are were packed and whatnot, and they're a great product. But the way they're packed is like they just make make it really easy to to stuff with something, you know. And, and I wanted to do something a little bit different too, you know, because I love, I love all the stuff that Evan does. You know, I love all the stuff that, that these guys are, are doing that, that's creative. And I, you know, I would love for us to be able to get there and run specials like that, you know, and have people actually buy it. But Waco's not necessarily there yet, you know. Um, 
So they're still learning what really, really good brisket is. Well, and, and you've, you've told us some of your ideas, and I'd like to get to those before we get to the end of the show. But what we had today is, is this pulled pork. Tell us, tell us about how you guys are doing this pulled pork, because it's your spin on it. Mm-hmm. There's the Filipino aspect as well. Yeah. Tell the listeners kind of what that was, because was, that was a oh, crazy gosh, good was, bite. It was really yeah. good, shockingly good, because we, we have no idea what to expect. Like, here's some pork, and holy crap, there's yeah, a lot we're, of flavor. We're, <laughs> we are pulled pork connoisseurs, if you will, and snobs, <laughs> but but uh, it was it was a totally different riff on it, and I, I really like that. Yeah, that pork. So whenever we've had leftover pork from selling, I would take it home and one day I was like, I'm gonna make some adobo with this because that's what my mom would do. When she would throw parties and there's leftover pork, she would turn it into adobo. So I made some one night for him and he's like, this is so good. I forgot like how good this was. Yeah, we used to we have should, it. We should serve this. And I was like, hey, like, we could. It's We already have the ingredients. Yeah, it's so pretty simple. It's pretty simple it, to make. A, we really like to pay homage whenever we can to our, our heritage, heritage, you know. Um, Helberg's obviously a pretty German name, and we like to, we really like to stick to the to the traditions, you know, of German, you know, influence Central Texas barbecue, um, you know, particularly with like making the beef sausage and and stuff like that. But um, and like we make our kraut, and we, you know, we have a like a beer mustard barbecue sauce. How did, how did you learn to make your sausage? Trial and error. A lot, <laughs> a lot of, trial of trial and error. error. You know, with all the literature and all the like how-tos and all of the everything <laughs> you can find on the internet now, um, sausage is still one of those things where you really have to figure it out, you know? And it's been a long, painful <laughs> process, but... Uh, we, we've been down that road. Yes, yes. I, w- yeah. I would recommend for those that can uh, look up uh, Texas A&M. They do creative sausage making, yeah. which is a great course to go to. Um, not everybody has that ability, and it's only once or twice a year, I think. It's, I know it's once a it's year. It's at least once a year, yeah. but I'm not sure but, if they do but it. But definitely go look up Texas A&M and, and the guys down there. But, yeah, otherwise it's, it's a uh, very much trial and error with a lot of error. Totally. Yeah. more, Much more error, yeah. <laughs> so, so we – you know besides that and then like you know we've made brats before too which i really enjoyed and and like you know trying to really dive into the what are some of the sides that are coming from the land right now well right now we're like harvesting so um but we have cabbage or cabbage which will go into our coleslaw and the kraut and the kraut because i think we're gonna start having kraut more at the trailer after today's feedback we're like yeah, maybe we should be having crowded yeah, potato salad. Today, today you served a, a, a pastrami yeah, brisket, like an basically. Reuben. Yeah, yeah, an open yeah. face Reuben with house made kraut. With the kraut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All those people that love it, they don't have to smell it fermenting. So. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. You know. Such a delicious smell. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Hot death. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, so we got coleslaw, kraut, the uh, potatoes. Potato salad. Tons of potatoes, man. Those things. This is a great place to grow potatoes for anyone. And then we're starting to grow corn because we do, so esquite, this Mexican street corn, but street we corn do off, off the cob. The cob. Yeah. So I just call it street corn salad to make it a little easier. Because people are like, what's esquite? <laughs> yeah, but you got the word salad in there too, so yeah. it's Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one, one piece of advice we'll give you is no matter how many potatoes you grow, don't ever make your own tater tots. <laughs> 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 we did that. It was really stupid not worth it we're no, actually be using the potatoes also also for potato bread we'll yeah start making our own bread potato bread um and then we'll, we're actually starting to serve breakfast next week so um i think we're we gonna be on those breakfast menus or well we're starting with just a, a a simple german german Very mennonite german. bread 
I'm not sure exactly the origin. I just know it's German. It's I called Zwiebach. Yeah. Um, I, went, I went to a Mennonite high school in California. Not Mennonite, but that was what was in my area. <laughs> and so I learned in a foods class how to make this particular roll. And I hadn't made it since high school, and it's I delicious. brought it out a couple weeks ago to him. I was like, hey, try this. It came in from gardening, and he l- ate like five of them. I'm not a bread person either, but I, I downed those things. He's like, what if like, we put barbacoa in this? And I was like, okay, I'll try that tomorrow then. <laughs> That's kind of always my reaction when I have something really good. I'm like, how can I like change it? <laughs> Let's put meat on it. You know, yeah. like my buddy the other day said, y'all should have a shirt that says that. <laughs> Let's put meat on it. So we stuffed barbacoa in it and cooked it for some people, made like 16 of them, and they were gone yeah they're like one of our friends actually recommended we just open a bakery and just sell that (laughs) so maybe (laughs) wood fire is a lot lower (laughs) oh yeah and the labor it's it's a it's a thing now i mean millers and evie mays have their own bakeries now they are running their own if i ever do one though it's going to be a wood fired oven because flatbreads and cool all sorts of things so there's you guys are some of the most industrious barbecue and, people. Well, they're young, you know. We'll, we'll come back in another 10 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be like, no, oh, that was stupid. <laughs> you guys are getting sausage wraps. Leave me alone. <laughs> exactly. Mrs. Uh, Baird's bread and sausage wraps. Yeah. <laughs> then they really turned into John Miller. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're yelling at you and telling you to get off of their The cycle property. is complete. <laughs> yeah, so the, the potatoes, though, we're going to do a lot of stuff with them. We'll probably sell some at the farmer's market just because, like, I think we'll end up with more than we can even do anything with but obviously potato salad red potatoes because i hate peeling potatoes yes sir um <laughs> and then uh some I'm potato bread you, Andrew. <laughs> and then uh yeah we do some german potatoes and it's a lot of damn work oh yeah yeah that that decision was made pretty early on in our in our barbecue career one. yeah <laughs> and then um we've also thought about too like on the breakfast menu once everything is ready doing like um sort of like a frittata type deal in a, in a cast iron with like eggs from our farm 20 chickens so might as well use their eggs for something other than yeah. ourselves. they're getting to that point too where they're and then we're gonna start. have emu eggs whole if we have oh, girls wow. that is we hope to have we won't know if they're girls for quite a while but. for a couple more months but if we have a female and a male they'll have emu eggs my goodness emu frittatas yeah. <laughs> Talk about something that Wacoans will not eat. <laughs> well, there was a huge emu craze here there was. A, a while back, and I, there's a lot of people that tried to invest in emus um, because it was the next big meat deal. Uh-huh. And, and then and it, it totally crashed. It just totally crashed. Yeah, yeah, the guy we bought the chicks from said that used to be his primary business and he used to sell them like mm. four grand for one chick, and we bought ours for like 100 bucks wow. pretty much. So, But they're cool. They're actually, uh, their primary purpose is to to be a guard animal they they particularly prey on snakes of which we have a That's, lot i hate so. snakes well, you, you had, you, why don't you tell the audience about your your snakes so do we do y'all not have a lot of like uh humanitarian uh well this is a barbecue show <laughs> yeah it's a barbecue okay. show. Um, yeah no no we yeah i thought many, about that and i was like wait a second back up um yeah no we're we're constantly on the hunt for for snakes on our property right now yeah. um, and and it, particularly the last couple of weeks we've made it a hobby of going out in the evenings on our dock in our backyard because we have a stock tank in our backyard that's got a little dock some great bass fishing out there y'all should come out and give it a try sometime um and uh and you just see water moccasins just left and right so i'm just out there with a shotgun just he called me one day babe is a shotgun loaded no, but it can be. I have it right here. He's I texted like, her in all caps, they're everywhere. <laughs> and would that be my worst fear? I'm like, take the gun. And I brought my deer rifle out. 
and was shooting them with a deer like, rifle. What were you going to do with that? But <laughs> hey. Yeah, so we just care. popped water moccasins all night from the dock, and that's kind of where we're at right now. The, and the emus so, actually help with that. They do. They stomp yeah. out snakes. They they kind of seek them out, actually. Wow. And especially having chickens and, you know, dogs and other stuff around, we, you know, we want to have those protected. So, yeah, we're... We're uh, we're getting there. Uh, it's very much the country life for you guys. Yeah, you know, no, we really it's enjoy fun. it. It's, it's a really good retreat from the crazy, hectic barbecue, you know. Yeah, it's nice to be able to downtown. go home and have basically like our own space. Yeah. Away from all of this. Yeah, because I mean we're set up outside of a coffee shop, and uh, but you know we're very very lucky, very blessed to be able to use their facilities for a lot of stuff, and just just to have. A, conditioned place to go inside that's not our trailer because our trailer's ac is is mediocre at best um but i always feel like we're intruding on their space so it's good to be able to like come home you know for those couple of days at the beginning of the week before things start really ramping up again and just kind of enjoy some open space you know that's so nice. tell us uh, about your your hours and your yeah, location so so people can come check you guys out yep so this Starting this week, actually, we're going to be open on Thursdays, and so it's Thursday through Saturday. Um, and again, this week, starting breakfast, uh, so that'll be at from 7 to 10.30 on Thursday and Friday. And then Saturdays will be at 8, because that's when the coffee shop opens, so we'll start breakfast at 8. Um, and then lunch starts at 11 until we sell out, or 3 o'clock-ish. Yeah. And where at? We're at um, 2223 Austin Avenue, which is right outside uh, Pinewood Roasters Coffee Bar. Um, it's at Austin and 23rd in Waco, Texas. Well, that's awesome, guys. We've been following along on Instagram for the longest time. Um, even when you guys are back in California, I don't even know how we came across it, but we follow a lot of people on Instagram. Um, we haven't gotten the word out about you guys yet because we're selfish. And we wanted, <laughs> and we well, wanted, we to, wanted eat. to eat. I mean, this is the thing that Absolutely. we had talked about is that, you know, we we don't want to put anybody on the show that we haven't eaten their barbecue because we don't think that's the right thing to do i agree um and so we were we were impressed and we wanted to get you guys on here right we'll get back out to waco yeah Absolutely. we're really excited to come you know, out wanna, try the whole menu other people as well it. out here we want to yeah. get to um but and we want to come back and see in the normal setting but um congratulations thank you i know this is going to be a, a quick ride for you guys but we love what you're doing we love how you're doing it um, very unique story as well. Yeah, and you're serving really good barbecue, at least from what yes. we had today and what we've seen and what we've yeah, heard. Yeah, don't screw this up. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're really excited <laughs> to oh, keep serving yeah. good barbecue. <laughs> no Mrs. Baird's. You've got to yeah. make all that bread. <laughs> no, we're learning you, how to bake in the smoker. <laughs> it's on. <laughs> yeah, so thank you guys for coming on. We're really looking forward to see what the future holds for Helbert Barbecue. We think it's bright, um, and we highly recommend everyone come out here and try them out because that's what we're going to do. 